Yes. We did it. From Amazon Rainforest, straight to Shook Ones, Mob Deep. TT, keep that beat running. This is epic. Good, everybody. What's up? It's Rebet Hollis here. Episode 302 of Rebet Live. But we've we've upgraded. Nick Minute, mainstream. Here we are. National TV. Ladies and gentlemen, watch out. We're streaming all over the interwebs. 0800 Today FM. You want to ring through and say, what up? You can text me to 3902. Or 3920. There you go. Got that right. TT's about to tell me off. Uh, if you don't know who I am, kia ora. My name is Rebet. Not Robert. Not Robay. Not Robet. It's not robot, Rebet. It's from my grandparents' name, Ron and Betty. Comboed it together. Bam. Next thing you know there. The show, Rebet Live, we talk about three things. Uh, commerce, community, and culture. I think New Zealand's had a pretty interesting tipping point, and it's important for us to think about where we're at and have better conversations for a brave New Zealand. And I also, just out of pure principle, wanted to start off with Shook One, so it just set the tone straight off the bat, like, this is what's popping. Um, there's also a disclaimer. Team, I'm not a journalist, sorry. Failed high school, didn't go to university, and here we are having a great conversation. I want to introduce uh, to do TT to the mix. Ladies and gentlemen, TT is going to be the gate caller. When you ring up, you got to try and get through this dude to get to me. So the whole game plan is, you need to try and get to him however you want. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. TT, how are you, my friend? I'm fantastic, Robert. Very keen uh, for this. this is exciting. Breaking it some rules, breaking some rules. You're breaking rules. I always figure it's better definitely just to ask for forgiveness. But I wanted to let everyone know, like, TT, you're the man behind the scenes. We've, like, bumped up, we've beefed in. When people try to get through to me, they've got to get through you. Um, and also, TT, it's very exciting because basically anytime we're going to be having conversations through the, the mix, we want it to be very interactive. Uh, you're very inquisitive about things, so am I. Um, and also, I think we're both pretty motivated with the, the tag team combo of danger that we've got going on right now because as we say this, I am in San Francisco, Silicon Valley. You are in Auckland, New Zealand. And we've kind of, I think we've done something pretty epic technically uh, with what's actually going on here. So, but, but for all the viewers and stuff as well, let people know quickly who you are. TT, you're the exec weapon, but give them a quick context. Who are you? And there's going to be the tag team duo that's going to make make waves and tell Brad to you know step his stuff up because we're we're not top fifteen, yeah. mate. We're like we're tag team double trouble. Go for it. We'll we'll get there. So yeah, so I'm Tom. I'm I'm 27, top order batsman, part time wicket keeper, and all time badass, basically. Let's go. We've already got some over-under bets between me and my uh, friend crew of how long it's going to take for me to get either a written warning, some type of thing from HR or legal, because usually I don't think about uh, what I say. I just usually say it, and it brings me into some interesting territory. But the goal for what we have with this show is kind of simple, right? It's how do we have a braver and better New Zealand? And I always have this goal around, you know, uh, New Zealand wins when New Zealanders win. What can we do to help? help others but done in a different way and the way I kind of do it is you know I've been fortunate enough to meet a whole bunch of people over my travels and to bring them in the mix to be able to get them on the show have a chat and be able to talk and stuff like this so technically it's amazing content community it, when you whenever you um, uh, text through it comes up on a little screen here so I can see what you're texting as you said so Ruben Frizzell just asked what whiskey are you drinking I'm not drinking whiskey I'm working mate this is apple juice what are you talking about absolutely what a shocking text to ask through um, and then you can also ring up as well, 0800 Today FM. Uh, on the show today, I'm very excited. We're gonna, right after um, this, we're going to be jumping in straight with um, Anna Curzon, the Chief Product Officer from Zero. We're going to be talking to some young bucks, the future leaders that are going to be um, starting and growing businesses in New Zealand to make it better, with um, Alex Livingstone from um, Abelro Health. Um, quick little business tips. And also, we've been really lucky. I think we've had a mega get. We've been able to secure in 
one of the biggest financial brains in New Zealand, who is Paul Conway. He's the chief economist for the BNZ Bank, but actually he's now going to be the chief economist for the Reserve Bank. So he is basically the man that knows what's up, what's bubbling. We're going to bring him in the mix as well. That's coming up in the first hour, and then we're going to be um, opening up the floor for you guys to be able to, guys and girls, to be able to call in, make a call, and um, jump into the mix. So question for you today, uh, before we get into it, is is this. Uh, what is the best thing that's happened to you, your friends, or your whanau this week? Text it through to 3920. Share a bit of love for the morning to kick off with, and let's get into the show. Welcome to Rebet Live. Giddy up. It's Rebet Live on Today FM. How good. The best thing about this show, TT, is I can just tell you what tracks to play, and we're starting off with Lion King. Why are we starting off with the Lion King? I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. It's the circle of life. It's the 360. It's when you go from end to end and rolling through. Why do I say that? Why do we start with the first show? Well, I'll tell you a story. I've always played the long game. It's chestnut checkers. Years ago, I met a friend of mine called Anna. Anna was awesome. She was working at a bank. She was keeping it real. She um, introduced me to another guy, this guy called Dallas. Introduced me to this dude called Dallas years ago. And then me and him had a banter. It was solid. Nick minute, we're boysies. Fast forward a couple years. Anna's now running the shop over at Zero, keeping it real with the chief product officer. Uh, Dallas has been brought in. And now we are on Today FM, which Dallas is helping pull together. So I thought it would be only appropriate to start off day one of something, we've really got no idea what I'm doing, but we're freestyling, we're gonna be fine, it's like the, the first kiss for it, is we wanted to go full circle and bring it back. So, in an awesome, great meta twist, ladies and gentlemen, introducing to the show, Anna Curzon, Chief Product Officer from Zero Full Circle 360. How are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, Robert, it's lovely to speak to you and hear your voice all the way from San Francisco. I'm doing well, I'm doing really well, thank you. Are you up in Walkworth with the Fano? You keeping it real on a Saturday? What's yeah, bubbling up away? Up at the ranch. Up at the ranch. It is a beautiful, sunny autumnal afternoon. Very windy. I've been out in the veggie garden, picking the last of the tomatoes, planting the carrots, doing all that sort of stuff. Did you like the uh, the introduction with the full circle of life, Simba? Uh, soundtrack? I did. Did you get? I had you... my heart. It, it it did, but my. <laughs> When you started playing it, I was thinking, oh, man, I hope Rebecca's not going to ask me to sing or anything because that would be really bad. But I do, I love it. I remember, actually, I, I love connecting people. And I remember, you know, we'd been doing some business uh, at, at the bank and then at Zero, And then um, with Dallas, I just thought, wow, you know, two beautiful people that are kindred spirits in terms of media. And so it was great to connect you both. And here we are today. So I find, it's yeah. a real shizzle. I, I, I find it so awesome that it can things can connect through. So I guess for starters, um, putting the business hat for, on for a second, congratulations on, on where you're at and what you're up to. One of the, the wahine weapons of New Zealand tech running the shop there with uh, the chief product officer for Xero. Uh, in a nutshell, for those that aren't, aren't aware of, I guess, you know, who you are and what you do, give a quick little spiel to um, sort of where you sit in the ecosystem from a business side, because I guess, you know, we're going to go into a bit of stuff talking about some COVID local to global and all the rest of it. But I think it's um, yeah good for it to frame it up for a little bit. So go, go for it. Yeah, for sure. So I sit on the, the global executive team for Zero, And uh, for those of you who don't know who Zero is, Zero is a uh, small business platform. So we started off life as, a, uh, as an online cloud accounting platform and we've expanded over the years. We've got about 4,000 people globally right through from New Zealand 
to Australia, to New York and Washington, um, to uh, London, uh, Canada, Toronto, uh, and Singapore as well. So uh, we are looking to, to change the lives of small businesses, essentially. It's been a um, community that's been, you know, not really looked after so well for a long time, and they didn't really have, you know, a voice or a platform to be able to advocate for them. And, uh, yeah, that's our, our mission or purpose in life. And my role at Zero is very much about building beautiful products. So I lead the design and the product teams uh, and the product marketing teams to make sure that we can just simplify a lot of the stuff for small businesses from a technology perspective. I'm very focused on using technology to democratise success, and that's all we want to do for small businesses, especially coming through and out of covid so it's a pretty cool gig. I'm very lucky. Yeah, it's oh, oh, it's luck's a small piece, but I guess when you work your ass off, you get in the right spot. Then you create more luck. The harder you work, I feel, and you get in the right spots. You work hard, yeah. you do your thing. But I wanted to um, maybe jump into this for a second, especially on the, the small business side. You know, not many people know. Ninety-seven percent of Kiwi small businesses in New Zealand are small businesses with staff over. Uh, under 20, right? Like small business, they talk about it as the lifeblood of it, but you know, you see that the reports come out. It's actually true. And so one of the things that I think we're probably both pretty passionate about on as well is when you have the ability to, you know, create these bed crumbs of like insights and education to help these businesses get better, that really does make a huge impact for New Zealand becoming better and more efficient, especially now with the wave of technology and kind of perfect segue in it into the, this whole mini COVID conversation. Because say through mm. COVID, as it happened, you know, we were talking to, um, you know, Clive Omerod from uh, CEO of Les Mills, and he basically said, you know, three years of digital transformation happened in three weeks. So many businesses didn't understand, like, how, how radically this thing was shifting out. So when you look at this ecosystem manner in terms of, I guess, the transformation from a digital side with now, when you look at the landscape, how do you think technology has helped made business better through COVID and the changes of, I guess, the mindset towards business um, from COVID from, say, two years ago? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's it's one that we've been doing a lot of uh, work with our community, not just here in New Zealand, but around the world. Because you're absolutely right, you know, COVID just, we, we all anticipated the changes that technology, were, you know, the benefits and the challenges that technology it's going to bring the world, but actually when COVID hit, it just swung around <laughs> and really hit us in the face in a good and a bad way, I think, because, you know, businesses had to scramble and figure out how to, how to um, keep trading, how to keep offering services to their customers when they're being really predicated on having a physical space to work and being face-to-face -face with their customers. So, um, we worked really closely actually here in New Zealand uh, and Craig Hudson, who's OMD of New Zealand, uh, really led the charge here, working with the government and other interested parties to make sure that, uh, that small businesses could have the digital tools that they needed to survive and thrive because the, the uh, problem to solve was right in front of them, right? And we knew that it would happen over time, maybe over the next sort of five years, more small businesses will come online. But it needed to happen, as Clive said, right, in three weeks. <laughs> so we worked really hard to make sure that, you know, uh, not just encouraging businesses to go online with their accounting, but also the other supporting ecosystem partners uh, to enable them to manage stock levels, to create an e-commerce site, 
uh, to create a CRM so they could start digitally marketing with their customers online, etc. And there's very real benefits for doing that because in a um, in a report uh, that we did a while ago with the NZIR, this is pre-COVID, it was clear that in terms of, you know, New Zealand's had a productivity problem for, for quite some time and it was clear that there's a correlation between businesses going online and becoming more digital and an increase in productivity. And when we did that study, we saw that like under normal economic conditions, a 20% uptake in cloud-based technology could increase GDP between like 1% to 2%. It could be like $6.2 billion to the New Zealand uh, economy annually. And it's also got benefits for household spending, um, business output, you know, wages, etc. So we were agitating for that. And then when COVID came along, we were like, right, <laughs> we've got to lean in and make this, this happen. Now, even then, we found that some businesses were, were a little bit hesitant to, to go online. And we did quite a lot of behavioural um, research around that. And they said stuff like, uh, well, you know, what I'm doing is good enough. I'd rather stick with it. I, all I can see is like change in front of me. And that's hard. I've got enough of that going on. And it's also too really hard to compare and understand and choose between all these digital options. And so... Uh, Again, we worked with uh, MB and others and Francis Valentine and um, and part of something called Digital Boost, which is an amazing program. And if you're a small business owner and you haven't checked it out, you should, to solve this problem, to cut through the inertia and say, here's a purpose-built program for you to come along and learn about what digital tools are best for you. So I, I would really encourage small businesses to do that because, you know, we see it in our data too. If you If you're have uh, you know, cloud accounting and you've got apps attached to help manage your workflows and you're working with a really good accountant or a bookkeeper, you're going to be increasing your profits faster than, than um, others and you'll be more resilient as well. And so all the evidence is there, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. we, just need, we just need people to, to make, be the change they want to see. You know, um, So they should check out Digital Boost because it's a great... It's a great asset that we've got in New Zealand. And I'd agree to pretty much all of it because the main thing from, a, I guess, a, a, a business side, especially when they're small businesses, is the efficiency of technology is going to enable you to almost have more feet on the ground through creating your automation efficiencies and just digitization of kind of regular processes, which you can do through simple technology that's super cheap to, you know, do pick up the heavy lifting of as if it was a bunch of um, a bunch of crew. So, you know, maybe before we go, I wanted to ask one more little thing is on, so if you were, a Kiwi business right now and you were thinking about you were scared of you didn't really understand cloud you knew it was like this thing you were kind of you know a little bit fearful about change but you've sort of managed to survive yourself through the last two years of this gong show what would the first sort of key things you'd be doing in the next four to six weeks to try and revamp your headspace for tr potentially trying to embrace more of digital technology that can make the businesses better where would you go what would you do I, I would start really small because it can be quite intimidating. You know, if we say you've got to revamp your business, you know, otherwise you'll shrivel up. That's not what we say at all. We're saying just take one step at a time. So that one step, uh, the, the one action, one most powerful action you could take is just to go online and check out the resources of Digital Boost um, and, and start to understand, you know, what, uh, what digital opportunities are out there to help you it might just be, you know, starting 
uh, to get your business online with accounting for the first time, or if you've done that, what's the next step? It might be to build an e-commerce site. What's after that? It might be to, to look at a TRM. Now, um, there are also a lot of, you know, beautiful community of accountants and bookkeepers around New Zealand that are also really quite skilled at helping their clients do that. So if you've got, if you're lucky enough to have one of those accountants, I'd also start talking to them about, hey, how can I start to make my business more efficient? And uh, like you say, start to work on not in the business and start to do the things that I enjoy doing with my business and not looking for receipts, you know, every weekend as an example. So I would just reach out and look for the people that can start, you know, to have the conversations with you. So your accountant, Digital Boost, look at the resources uh, that are part of that program as well. Yeah, having the execution for the, the technology within the business, they need to, to execute. They've got to be able to be you know educated about it, but then they need to be able to be aware that it exists. Now they are, they are aware, Anna, is digitalboost.co.nz, free resource. Get on there, check it out. Thank you so much. You are, you are guest number one. I'm very happy, super Stop excited, <laughs> full circle. Play the Simba music if you want, TT. Absolutely awesome. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the gardening up up north, um, uh, Anna, and I'll see, I see you when I'm back for a nice, quiet wino. It'll be great. Love your work. That is mega. Uh, thanks so much. Anna Curzon, Chief Product Officer at Zero. Uh, make sure you tune into Today Athena on Rover, Rebecca Live on Spotify, wherever else you want to go. Uh, coming up after the break, chatting with the next generation of Kiwis, the Young Bucks. This is what's up, the future of New Zealand business. Sipping it in after the break. See you all very, very shortly. Giddy up. Mentor. Sherpa. Counselor. Nah, just a clever guy doing cool shit. It's Rebet Live. On Today FM. So what we get drunk. So what we don't sleep. We're just oh, having fun. Young, wild and free. There we go. Straight after the break, we're straight into it. Uh, we're talking about young bucks. What is a young buck? If you're tuning in, you're asking. This is Today FM. We'll be at live, episode 302 on Today FM. Uh, you can text me through 3920 or call today, 0800 Today FM, I believe. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right, TT. We're crushing it. Uh, young Bucks, what is a Young Buck? A Young Buck is a, you know, a youthful, exuberant, young Kiwi doing good stuff in business. I call me Young Bucks, and we've got this section up called Young Bucks now, and we're talking to Alex Livingstone. How are you, mate? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, let's start with this. How old are you, mate? I'm, I'm 18 years old. Let's go. Tell me about your business. Give me the one-minute pitch. Go. The one-minute pitch, elevator pitch. All right. Um, so we, my business is called Abelro Health, um, and what we do is we import berries. Um, they're called bar berries. Not many people know about them. Um, we import them from Iran into New Zealand, and we sell it in a powdered form um, for teenagers to fight their acne. There we go, mate. Okay, now let's rhyme back. You're 18. I was 18 once. I had acne. Maybe, you know, you and your friends do as well. What was the genesis for the idea and what made you get to the, to think of this as the product and the um, solution? I'm, I'm interested for the insights. Yeah. Hit me. Yeah, it, it goes back to um, like 2019, year 10 sort of, sort of time um, where I started getting heaps and heaps of pimples. They were painful. Um, it, sort of, it impacts your self-confidence. I call it the acne effect and it, um, it sort of, it, you know, it, eat, it eats away at your self-confidence. Um, and so I was really looking for an effective, cheap, um, but also um, natural solution because all, all of these other products, they, um, they, they come with side effects that, that can end up being just as bad, if not worse, than the acne itself. 
Um, and so I was really looking for a natural solution. My dad, who, who's all over his health research type stuff, came across these theories, um, and there was a study done on them that showed that they can reduce acne by up to 43% in the first month of daily use. Um, so, of course, we tried to jump onto that as quick as we could, um, and you couldn't actually buy them in the New Zealand market. Um, so then when I started um, uh, going into the Young Enterprise Scheme um, through school, I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to, to get these berries in um, that have worked so well on myself and then, and then create a first-to-market product, uh, product, first product um, for other teenagers like me. It's very exciting. When I was younger, I um, had acne as well for uh, for a little bit, and I ended up taking some type of pills for it or something. But you're right about the self confidence yeah. thing, because um, you know you get yeah, you know, mate, you're a young buck, mate. You want to be getting out there, just you know, passion the babes. You know, you got to be getting active, man. You're like you're in the mix, dog. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, on it. Well, you have Anya and Dunners, isn't that? You're all action down there, isn't it? Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey. Danger, danger. Hey, so let's talk about the commercial model for a second. You bring the stuff in. You've got a bit. You do this powdered solution. How is it? Is it B two B going? But for those who don't know, it's like is it you know direct business to business? Do you have a wholesale model? Do you go direct online, direct to consumer, D to C? Like what? What do you do and how do you do it? How do you make that money, Alex? <laughs> so um, we we produce all of the product ourselves, which um, which I think is quite a cool a cool a cool model, and it keeps it sort of grounded um, and within ourselves. So we produce the product at a local kitchen that we we hire out. They're great, um, and then we sell the product online on our website, um, and then also uh, to retail stores, wholesale as well. So we're in most of the healthy thousands and thin-ins across the country, and then a few little local sort of health stores as well. Yeah. So just to be clear, you went and pitched you and your product to some big multi-chain national outlets. And you're like, "Hi, I'm Alex. I'm 18. Let me sell you shit." <laughs> like, how did that work? <laughs> Did you actually yeah, pitch a little the... bit of that, but um, yeah, we were actually quite lucky to sort of get some media traction from the start. Um, so we were we were on some bigger media pl- uh, like pages, and then those retail stores actually contacted us asking for the product to be in their store. So we kind of skipped over that phase in a sense, which um, I guess we'll have to pick back up on if we want to scale up even more. But yeah, we were lucky in that sense. I love it. So now you've got you got a brand, you've got national distribution. What's the net game plan? You're going to bring in some VC money? You're going to like swim with some sharks? What are you going to get, crowdfund some stuff? You're going to go, like, how are you going to blow this puppy up? What does this look like in the next three years? Where's the headspace at for um, expansion of the company? Um, just as, just like push it as far as we can um, and, and make it as convenient as possible for, for our consumers to, to consume these berries that, that have had such great effects on people's skin and confidence. Um, so, so creating new products with the barberries um, is, is, our, is our main goal, and also making um, making the service just easier. We're about to launch our new website, which is um, is super interactive um, and has so many more resources around helping like an acne journey itself, not just our products. Yeah, mate, I'll give I'll give you a quick free marketing tip there, Alex. The second you talk about a website casually name drop in the website so people that are listening can actually just go to it uh-huh. and buy some of your stuff so we'll try that again oh that sounds awesome bro so like, where can they go to it? what can they do so my website abello.smystory.com is where it's sold <laughs> um but actually the, the new website isn't actually launched yet which has a different name yeah all good but hey nothing will I, pop up if i if i, if I plug that <laughs> A okay, no worries. Well, when when it's ready to roll after the new site's ready, reach back out. Let's do a little giveaway or something to some some crew that want to maybe do right. it, sh- show a bit of love. Uh, congrats on on That's the effort, fun. you, the team, everything you've done. Super cool. Um, really appreciate it. And it's a Balro, A B A 
L R O, not D, right? A bell row. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. My man. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for your time and um, props being the first young buck on the show, mate. Well done. Thanks so much. Cheers. Appreciate it. Let's go. Um, time check. I've learned what these 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 words are. I haven't done one of those yet. Tom, I'll quickly bring you in there. Uh, time check so far we have. It is uh, 12.28 in New Zealand, 4.28 in San Francisco, 10.28 in, Austra- in Australia, but we're actually t- uh, we're actually behind. So we're a day like behind, so let me know how it goes. Um, after the break, business in a minute, we'll give you some practical tips that you can integrate into your business within 60 seconds to make life easier. This is Today FM, Rebet Live. Giddy up, see you after the break. Rebet Live. Live from Silicon Valley. The hub of the tech universe. With tips on unleashing your entrepreneurial potential. On Today FM. One Minute Man. This is the first thing I could Google when it came to one minute. This is business in a minute. This is uh, Today FM, Rebet Live. Uh, text me through 3920 if you want to troll. Let me know how we're doing. This is our first time. I think we're doing well. I googled some things. We've learned. I've learned what stings mean, which means stuff other players. I've learned what time codes mean. I'm learning so much this week, team. Uh, business in a minute. Okay, let's get into it. MED. What is your MED? The minimal effective dose. Got a little quote here. It says uh, becoming more effective in less time is key to upping your productivity. Develop key procedures that can cut down time. And I'll give you one example. I use this every single day keyboard shortcuts let's say if there's an address of you want someone to know somewhere instantly what you can do on your computer if you go into settings keyboard uh, shortcuts what you can do is you can custom create a thing for say addy you create an address you create a uh, sales form whatever you want to do you can pre-script a bunch of text you can then code it as something you push the button and it's done it saves me probably 30 to 40 minutes potentially a day with repetitive tasks. So when you think about your process, uh, think about that. Business in a minute tip for the day is keyboard shortcuts. Pre-write scripts, you can click two little words and the whole thing will be done automatically for you. It is so amazing, so easy, and hardly anyone uses it and they spend their time typing the same stuff out, the address, the location, the products or services, the options for whatever it can be. That is your business in a minute. And that's how you get more out of your business. Rebet Live. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting back into it. We're talking money. We're talking things for the average Kiwi that may not understand a bunch about, you know, cash, what it does, where it goes, how it works, why it matters to you. And we're extremely fortunate. If, you know, one of the great things I'd say about being able to, you know, do what I do is you get to meet good people that are very smart and a lot smarter than yourself about stuff. So when it came to the idea about money, I thought, hey, what better person to bring on to talk about, you know, economy, money, but with more of a you know, human touch than the chief economist from BNZ that's about to become the ch- uh, chief economist for the Reserve Bank, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Conway. Join us. How are you, mate? Uh, kia ora, Rebet. Uh, thanks for that. I'm, you know, I'm fine. I've actually got a touch of COVID at the moment, so I am taking it easy. This is definitely as exciting as today gets talking with you. So let's let's just maybe stop for a props before that. So before we came on, we found out and we knew that you actually did have COVID. So for starters, champion status for, for taking time of the day with the COVID to come on the show and talk to us us average Kiwis about all this good stuff that matters. So props to you to start with, mate. How how is the body? How are you feeling? Have you taken the barocas? Are you smashing some whiskeys? Yes, what are you doing? 
Uh, and, and I really wanted to come on the show because I think it's great, Rupert, that you've got this show. And I think it's great that today is up and running. You know, I think the, there's so many things that we need to have national conversations with here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Uh, and it's just cool to have some uh, fresh voices on the scene. So bring it on. Thanks for having oh, me. Mate, you, you already don't sound like a, 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 an economist. It sounds like great. So appreciate that. Thanks for joining us. It's um, No, it is important. I, I agree that when this, you know, this concept of, you know, learn, share, repeat of, you know, when you've got access to smart weapons, bring them on. What do they know that you can share with others? Do that and re and repeat and um, and rinse and repeat and go forever, which is kind of part of the gig. So, but I want to maybe zoom all the way out for a second. You know, not many people know what a chief economist is. Not many people understand how, how the world of sort of money works. So, for, you know, Pete the plumber that's hanging out today, just tuned in, he's like, who is Paul and what the hell is a chief economist? So maybe do you want to give us a, and more so, what is the Reserve Bank? Because a lot of people actually don't understand what that is too. So in a nutshell, sorry for being so simple, but hey, we're, we're starting off easy. Uh, what is a chief economist? What is a Reserve Bank? And please tell us more. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, first, like I'm uh, Paul Conway, and I grew up lucky enough to grow up in Invercargill in the deep south of New Zealand with uh, Central Otago. Uh, as the backyard, uh, which was fantastic. I've been living in Wellington uh, with my family for, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, prior to that, we lived in Paris and I worked at the OECD there for a while. Um, and before that, I've actually worked at the Reserve Bank before. Um, so it's kind of exciting to be going there again. You know, in terms of economics, like I fully take your point that it feels, I don't know, a wee bit mystical for people. And I think I sort of feel some responsibility for that because I think the economics profession, we've sort of operated in ways, you know, we've got this secret code that we sort of talk amongst ourselves, which isn't very accessible for uh, Pete the Plumber, um, um, you know, et, et cetera. And I don't think it has to be that way because, you know, we all live in the economy. Uh, we all sort of feel the economy acting on us. Um, so my experience has been that if you can put economics into everyday speak, um, people totally get it. And a lot of economics is um, applied common sense. So that's sort of what I, you know, want to bring. I want comms to be a big part um, of my of my of my work. So I'm, I'm moving to the Reserve Bank in a few weeks. Uh, I'm currently the uh, chief economist of BNZ, which is a gig. Uh, I've been I've been at BNZ for a bit over three years, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been I've learned heaps, met some great people doing some important work. Uh, and essentially my job, I don't know, to a large extent, um, uh, you know, economics is about telling stories, applied real world stories um, that people can relate to and sort of gives them some insights into the, the economic forces that are sort of pushing them around. Um, but I've also really, you know, Rebet, I'm sort of mid 50s and I'm, I'm desperate to sort of make a contribution to the New Zealand economy. I really want to improve New Zealand's economic performance. So uh, as, as well as sort of being a storyteller, I like to get involved with stuff. And, you know, for example, at BNZ, I've been, uh, we've been doing heaps of work on um, encouraging digital adoption. 
across New Zealand. I'm quite big on the digital opportunity for New Zealand SMEs uh, and individuals to lift productivity and to lift well-being. Um, so we've put together a thing called the Digital Boost Alliance, which is a, an alliance of, of corporates uh, that are very much focused on, on lifting digital uptake or digital equality uh, across New Zealanders. So yeah, that's that's essentially what I've been doing at BNZ. As far as the Reserve Bank goes, obviously monetary policy is going to be a key focus there, putting out a monetary policy statement uh, every quarter, um, figuring out uh, what to do with interest rates to sort of get the economy you know, into an equilibrium where everything's sort of cruising along quite nicely and we don't have inflation too high, uh, which is a concern at the moment, or, or, or too low. So it's a huge job, uh, and I feel quite um, humbled, actually, to be given that responsibility uh, at, at this period uh, in New Zealand's economic history, uh, which, you know, with all sorts of things uh, going on around the place. Yeah, it's it's super cool. You can get to a spot where obviously you understand the commercial side, but when you've got to care for, I guess, community and culture that balances on the other, and you're at a spot that you feel that you've got the sort of, you know, an opportunity to make it make a dent and do good things for others. It's kind of, it, do you, it must be quite exciting to hit a point where you've got enough leverage that you know that you can actually pull levers which will make a difference. Does it feel like you've got this new kind of, you know, superpower for good that you can kind of start to, to do more in the world that you got a spot like this? Because I imagine, you know, if you're in the money game, you know, the spot you're at now, this is going to be the new top dog thing, right? Like, you know, I was joking about it before, you'd be, you know, color coordinating your socks with your pocket squares even more so like you, you, you're going to be you're going to be doing some good stuff like are you hyped on the new role like this is obviously this is some big stuff yeah. mate i mean I, I didn't get to university but i know that when you become a chief economist of the reserve bank you obviously know what you're doing like how does it feel now knowing to this next phase i guess of your career but with the with the eye on doing good for others too yeah, yeah. I, I feel totally humbled to uh, have been given this role. I, I'm, I'm mainly excited. Uh, I've also, you know, it's a bit of trepidation in there as well. There's uh, lots of issues to deal with. Um, as far as my wardrobe goes, I'm not sure I'm going down the pocket square uh, route. I've been thinking about I'm, I'm buying you some. I will buy you some. I will send it. I will, I I will get it to you. Business casual. Business casual. I'm not sure there'll be ties. I don't see ties in my future. Like the, the other point you mentioned, you know, uh, like having a sort of eye for the commercial side and the, the dollar side of things. Uh, you know, for me, when you sort of lift your gaze to the horizon, like all of that sort of short run commercial stuff and all of those sort of longer run well-being issues, um, it sort of becomes one and the same. You know, for example, if a business is, is screwing its customers and putting them up against the wall, I'm sure they might make some short run profits, but, um, you know, five, 10 years down the track, they're not going to have any customers left. So very much the focus that I brought to my work at BNZ and I'll continue it at the Reserve Bank. Uh, has been around long run value creation because an economy it's sort of you know I sort of think about an economy almost from an ecological perspective like it's it's about different bits that kind of clip together and they've got to be self-reinforcing and they've got to naturally sustain each other uh, and if one bit, bit sort of gets out of whack with the rest of it you know it can come tumbling down with very negative uh, consequences um, so yeah, I, I, I'm really big into that long run uh, horizon. As you and I have talked about uh, mm. uh, elsewhere, I think I think the, the Maori worldview uh, has been really helpful for, for me in terms of informing my my view around that sort of long run value yep. creation versus versus short run commercial uh, yep. types of focus across well, economics. 
it's long game versus short game, right? It's chess, not checkers. It's generational. It's not it's not just transactions for the next little bit. It's understanding that, you know, I've got, you know, two daughters now, three and four, and I think about what's that going to be like in 10, 20 years. These moves you make now will matter. These things do matter. And I guess, you know, when, when you shift with ages, you start to see things a bit differently. But, hey, I wanted to get into um, so a little bit of a crux for this because you've got some insight to it. Now, obviously, before you say anything, we understand you come from a pretty dangerous world of risk and litigation, making sure that no one says anything. So I would like just publicly to say on your behalf, any thoughts or opinions that have been said potentially by Paul Conway or myself have got absolutely nothing to do with any potential brand associated with it. And please don't sue us. It's a personal opinion only. And that is it. Is that kind of a good enough little disclaimer so we can have an opinion without uh, potentially getting in trouble or legal hitting you or me over the, over the risks? Is that a, I felt like it was a pretty good disclaimer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I like to bring my full self. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I, I'm also very conscious of the fact they've given me a microphone with a national TV thing and they know where my brain can go to. So I'm almost fearful for myself that I'm going to say something stupid. Nick minute, pulled into the judge's office and it's like, hey, Rebecca, you're getting a bit too low. You, you said something you shouldn't. If you told us guy to get stuffed and now we got a lawsuit, whatever it is. So I, I just did it. For on your behalf next time you can feel free to do it for myself so the question now that we've got that out of the way with the mini disclaimer mr paul conway is in the new zealand economy next 18 months 12 18 months yeah give it 18 months how do you see the new zealand economy going from yeah. now to there yeah um it's a pretty full-on time uh, I, I think you know covid it's going to be with us for a, a while certainly well with me for another five days hopefully a bit less uh, i think the economic costs are going to be less than what they've been over the last couple of years but uh still significant geopolitical tensions are off the charts you know borders are opening that's going to have all sorts of uh, uh effects some of which are unanticipated the labor market's super tight uh wages are going up uh, there's a bit of inflation in the system. The housing market, you know, is sort of starting to turn. Um, interest rates are on the way up. Um, and, you know, we're adopting new technology. So I don't, we've got heaps to talk about, Rebecca, over, over coming weeks. I'm really excited about it, really looking forward to it. Uh, in the meantime, can I just uh, sort of say buckle up Aotearoa and, and, and kia kaha uh, out there. I look forward to talking with you uh, over, the next, over the next few weeks. Mate, great banter, solid answer. Kia kaha New Zealand, buckle up, giddy up. It's going to be a ride. The good thing is if there's more movement and we can at least be together in person, it's going to make things a lot easier for all. So, uh, Mr. Conway, Paul, congrats on, on where you've got to. Congrats on the next phase. Thank you for, for spending some great time out of your little Saturday with peasants like us to help help us understand all this money stuff that is important. And now we have access to these smart people. It is good for us to be able to share that knowledge along. So I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you next week. Pleasure, Rebecca. See you next week. Rebecca live on today FM. Rolling and rocking. That was Paul Conway. Uh, Twelve forty-five in Auckland. Four forty-five in San Francisco. Definitely time for a orange juice uh, or a apple juice. That's in my cup to the right hand side. And ten forty-five in Sydney. Uh, if you've got any questions that you want to ask me for the future and stuff, you can text through three nine two zero, and I can see it right here. So someone just talking about it before saying, uh, really cool to see a young person tapping into the skincare market. Loads of products out there, but conditions like acne, anything natural that works better, prescription products is good with harsh effects and all the rest of it. So props up. Anything you text me, I can read. When you text 3920, I can read it. I can see it here. And as long as it's not trolling me too much, I'll say it. Or TT, just tell me he's doing a shit job, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Uh, after the break, we're going to be going learn, share, repeat. It's going to be game on. 
this is about learning and kind of actually listen everyone listens to this is what it's about learn to repeat is about this everyone consumes content and what i'm trying to do with these sections is figure out what type of content are you consuming right now that you're learning the most from that you're getting the most insights from we're going to find that after the break with mike mullins one of my good bros and see you around the other side giddy up his goal to destroy the tall poppy syndrome. His platform, Today FM. This is Rebet Live. Call 0800 Today FM. Can you share? Can you share? Can you share? Well, I've got a, th- a three and a four-year-old, both daughters, and they're carnage, and you have to learn how to share. So what we're doing with this little section is called Learn, Share, Repeat. All right, kill that track. It's killing me, TT. Oh, geez, that's horrible. But I wanted to start off with the point to, to put it in there because um, you probably can't see because you're listening on the radio on uh, Today FM, but I wear a little wristband. On my wristband, it says, learn, share, repeat. And it's this little mantra I have to myself of thinking, when you have access to good, smart people, it is your obligation and duty to be able to uh, get them in the mix and figure out what they know that you don't. And being constantly curious is something that I've always um, kind of prided myself on a little bit because I'm, you know, I failed high school. I didn't go to university. I don't know lots of things. So I ask lots of people that know the things. And one of the people that knows the things in the first section of Learn, Share, Repeat is good friend, Mr. Mike Mullins. Robert, how are you? Good, my friend. Welcome. You're the first one on. I miss your voice. I hope you're winning. Where are you? What's going on? And who the hell are you that made you sneak into the first episode of Learn, Share, Repeat? Yeah, congrats on your debut show. It's um, so good to be on. Man, I haven't spoken to you in years. Um, I'm back in the Garden City, back in the 03 Christchurch. Finally, after the borders have reopened, I'm back uh, with my wee baby, catching up with family and friends. He's getting to meet all his cousins. It's so nice to be back um, in the city of which you and I grew up with. Um, In terms of an introduction, I am Mike Mullins. I work in the New Zealand technology sector. My current role is I am Head of Growth and Partnerships for New Zealand technology company called Firmsy. We help lawyers go online, digitise and productise their IP to offer online legal solutions. So a very traditional industry that we're trying to disrupt somewhat. You're shaking up, mate. You're not coming in with your three Pete Seuss blazers. You're going to legal. You're layering on some AI. you're, You're doing damage. It's all online now. Everyone, we, we do all our meetings on Zoom. Everyone wears T-shirts. Contrast that with two years ago where I was putting on my three-peat suit to go up skyscrapers in Perth, Sydney to present to lawyers in the boardroom. COVID has changed everything. It's, it's forced innovation. It's really pushed a whole industry online. So let's jump into it, mate. What are you learning the most right now? What rabbit holes of content? Where are you getting inspiration from? What is the thread of media that you are consuming which is giving you greater insights than most Kiwis that they potentially will be wanting to hear or learn? One one thing I'm loving at the moment, and especially these days, you know, everyone's really time poor. So I subscribe to a newsletter called The Hustle. I think there's 1.5 million global subscribers. They send out a daily email with the top five tech headlines around the world. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So last Tuesday, I think they did a whole feature on the metaverse and, you know, the digital property boom that's happening in the metaverse. They just hit, you know, the whole thing with the hustle, it takes two minutes to read. So you sh- can consume the tech news within two minutes. So that's probably my, my go-to. I'd highly recommend people subscribe to the to the hustle if they want to stay on top of what's happening in the tech game. Just the, the hustle.com? What's the, what's the website? Hustle, check it into Google. It'll pop up. Daily tech the- newsletter. It's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so that's what you're getting for your tech stuff. What uh, podcasts are you listening to? Where are you sort of consuming audio? Like what's your sort of listening habits when it comes to what you're learning? Like how how are you learning right now? 
It's really interesting, isn't it? There's obviously long form. So love my podcast. There's a really good one called The Detail by RNZ. Um, keep on top of the news, you know, just what's happening locally. And then internationally, there's some pretty crazy heavy shit happening around the world at the moment. So I really enjoy that one. Then ABC Radio in Australia is really good. They do a really snackable um, Spotify update each day. It's only three three minutes and it just has the top five headlines um, from around the world. So that's where I get my news. And I'm actually listening to a crazy one at the moment on ABC called Inside the Big Day Out because I really like events and that whole events business world and it's detailing the rise and fall of the Big Day Out Music Festival. At one time, it was the largest touring music festival in the world. So I'm really enjoying that. Interesting. Yeah, I, I um, yeah. It, it's especially with events when there are moments. I've been kind of getting to a little bit as well of of digging into kind of the story behind the story. It's like behind the scenes of business is yeah. one of the kind of angles that I've been really really interested in. Or especially when you like you had experiences younger and then you go later exactly. back to see what actually happened and it's wild dude it's absolutely wild i love so it so wild this po- this podcast is absolutely a cra- crazy especially when they get to the part about touring kanye and just the money they were blowing on i think in his rider he had to have presidential hotel suites and he wouldn't even use half of them but the thing about those suites you still have to pay them and that yeah. was when the um, penny flipped and they really started to decline and obviously yeah it was it was an ama- amazing story highly recommend inside the big day out there you go all right, in the first episode, learn share repeat, mate. I um hope the whānau is good. Appreciate you jumping on episode one. Always appreciate insights. So you got the hustle. You got the other thing going on. You can you can Google it away. Um, absolute legend, bro. Appreciate you jumping in. Hey, thanks for having me, and all the best for the next episode. Cheers, mate. Giddy up. All right. Um, so after the break, we're going to be a uh, quick, quick little vent. If you've got, I've got a question for you. I've got an answer, but depending on how we get time, the question there is this, and I'd like to know your answer. What is the most frustrating system or process that you've ever seen that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever? What is horrible that sucks, which shouldn't? That's that just doesn't make sense. I've got one. I need a quick vent, and I'll be seeing you after the break. You can call now 0800 Today FM. Join me on the show. Ask Rebecca is next. Live from San Francisco and streaming now on Facebook Live. It's Rebet Live with how to turn your passion into profit. On Today FM. Is this live now? Rolling, we back. We're rolling. Okay, get rid of there. Okay, almost at the top of the hour. Time now. 12.57 New Zealand, 4.57 in uh, San Francisco, and we are dreaming. Okay. Need a quick vent. Got to get this out. What is the biggest system or process? Actually, before that, I got told TT told me to do something. I got to read a couple of texts. First one. Uh, Harry Bet, loving the vibe. Such a great fall to Dom's show. Uh, love both together. Wow. Fab. So awesome. Keep up the pace. Awesome. Louise. Thank you, Louise. Uh, see one killing Rebecca from comments like passion babes and dunners. You'll care for your guests and listeners. Your disclaimers and your questions that cut through to the issues I'm interested in. I'll definitely keep listening. You do you, boo. Ooh, thank you. Uh, it's what I need on the airways right, right now. Bex. Let's go. Appreciate it, Bex. Solid. Now, as much love as you gave me on that, I just want to vent for a quick second. And I'm interested you can text it through uh, a thing with like, what absolutely sucks. Let me tell you a process which sucks. And one of the things that I always get very inquisitive about in life is when I see systems and processes and I try to figure out what's broken. Okay. Last Thursday, go to put out the rubbish bins. Go to put them out on the side. Next morning, come back. They're not, they're, not, they're not being taken. I'm like, yo, what's up? We go away. We go down to Pebble Beach for the weekend. I go play golf at Poppy Hills. It was incredible. Shot an 89. Cheated on you a little bit. Lost nine balls. Don't worry about that. And the frustrating thing, we get back, and the, the bins aren't there. So I ring up the, the, um, the rubbish truck crew, and I said, hey, team, a quick one. 
didn't get picked up. And he's like, oh yeah, we've got a note on the account. I was like, okay, what's the note? He's like, oh, um, you, you didn't pull them close enough to the, um, the, the, the front. So they had to, you know, they couldn't pull to the side. He wasn't going to get out. And we're trying to save money right now. So we tell our drivers not to get out of the vehicle. I said, okay, well now I've got full trash bags. What's the solution here? They said, oh, well, I'll just put a note on the account and you can put out five extra rubbish bags next week and then it'll be fine. I said, okay, well, who then picks up the rubbish bags? And they said, oh, well, the driver will. I said, okay, so last week, because he didn't pull it forward by three feet, he notes in the system, you note it, and then I have to come through and do that. Yes. And you, now this week, he has to come out and pull all the bags which he didn't get. Yes. So frustrating. Things are broken, team. They can send rockets to Mars. They can't flip and get a rubbish bin, and now he has to manually do it. That's a gong show. All right, after the break, big Al coming up ahead, talking to digital creatives, Nikola Naropo. We're talking te reo. Uncle Bruce is on and much more. This is Today FM, Rebecca Live. Giddy up. His goal, to destroy the tall poppy syndrome. His platform, Today FM. This is Rebecca Live. Call 0800 Today FM. I just love the fact that I can just put any track on here. Okay, for the next one, we're going to be doing this. Uh, text through 3920, and the first, the best one that comes up, we will play in the next thing. I put that one up there. It was like, who let the dogs out? That's a remix, obviously. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, slowly tune me out there, TT. We got to get like, I, like, I appreciate the backdrop, but geez. Okay, uh, text 3920, the best song that comes through that we think is just going to be a straight banger to start slapping on Today FM today at 1 o'clock as we head over the 1.03 p.m. now, 5.03 in San Francisco, is uh, we will play on the next thing. So text through right now, what track or banger should we play? Uh, now, special guest, round two. Actually, before we, I just want to jump into there, we're getting to my bro. I've been, I'm very tech native. I like technology. I live and breathe technology. And so what I've been doing as a self thing is I've been tracking my heart rate from before, from 15 minutes um, <laughs> before we started to now. My heart rate before we started was 115, <laughs> which means I was very nervous and very excited. I then got to 113, 15 minutes later, 105, 15 minutes later, 99, and now I'm at 86. So I've my heart rate has come down from 113 to 86, which means two things. One, I'm feeling more comfortable in your presence. So I really appreciate your time and your attention for, for being here and listening on the Mellow Little Saturday. And two, um, I'm, I I was nervous because I cared and my heart rate was going going, going off. But uh, before we get into anything else, that's it for the first hour done, into hour two. And I've got a good friend of mine who's a creative weapon and a, a bit of a cultural force for, for New Zealand and, and commerce and creativity. It is Nikora Naropo. How are you, my bro? Hey, I'm good, brother. How's it going over there? Awesome, Heart man. Hey. Well, that was I know, dude. That was like like you were doing burpees on your fortieth, dude. That's like up there. One fifteen is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, don't don't bring back bad memories, bro. Hey, um, I want to jump into this for those who aren't aware. You run a uh, Toro Studios. You uh, amazing sort of creative. Give people a quick um a one minute insight to your world, where you sit and play. And I'm interested to get into this intersection of uh, creativity, technology, and also layered with culture and a big asset that we have. Uh, so, who the hell are you, mate? And why are you on Today FM? <laughs> um, kia ora everyone. I'm Nikura Ngaropo, one of the directors for for Toro Studios. Um. Toro is uh, a multi-pronged kind of weapon, if you like. Uh, we have a development arm, um, a studio production that does commercial work, and then we also have an academy. We've also um, just put together our foundation as well. So what does that mean? 
Um, it means that we touch a lot of spaces within tech, um, but we also have a real social conscience around providing education, um, building capability and capacity. You know, a lot of people talk about it, about a few internships here, um, you know, having people come in for jobs and that kind of stuff. We built a whole academy because we, we know that there's a massive hole in the market um, here in Aotearoa and seeing how people come through. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. We do um, commercial animation work, production work. Obviously, we're doing stuff on the dev and platform space as well. And we just finished our first cohort for our academy yesterday. So um, it's been pretty busy. You got heaps on me. I love it. But one of the things I was maybe keen to jump into for a little bit is the the rise of, I guess, culture as the asset, not a liability. And for many years, I've felt that, you know, I'm only 36 years old now, but I, when I see the ecosystem with how um, in many ways culture has been dismissed in many sections, what's become really relevant and quite proud to see, I guess, over the last couple of years is how the perceived liability of some which was culture has now flipped into such a strong asset to the world right and when you layer on technology or creativity how do you see the world with the opportunity that New Zealand actually has by leveraging culture in a way that can be I guess culturally community and commercially viable and upside for such an awesome country well look I'll start off by giving it a bit of context so if we look at, say, Netflix, for an example, we now have um, programming around Orthodox Jews. We have programming coming in from India, from Turkey. We've got Hispanic programming, and you can see the language and change. From that example there, we can see that there's, there is a curiosity about how people live, about different cultures, and where those cultures sort of fit in the world. So if we look at that, and we translate it, that across to Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, people are interested in our culture here and what that means for us. Um, as a Māori male, um, I take my culture wherever I go. Um, that doesn't mean that it's a liability. What it means for me is that it, it creates a unique space for me to stand out from other people. Um, when we were in San Fran 2019, prime example, um, we had a, a, a huge contingent of people that were from all over uh, the world, you know, right across Asia, all the way from sort of Russia, Uzbekistan, um, India, the States. Um, but one thing I found really interesting was a lot of those people left their culture at the door. They were all fluent speakers in their own native languages. But when they came into this environment, none of them used it. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't me. Um, what I did was I, you know, I, I introduced myself in Māori and I translated as I went through so people could follow what, what was being said. But the reason why, why I say that is it set me apart from other people and it also showed, because, you know, if, if you saw me walking down the street, I could be anything. I could be a mix of Italian, you know, uh, European, which I am as well. Uh, I'm also Māori, I'm Danish, um, I'm Scottish, I'm Irish. Um, and Italian in there. So, you know, that's having that cultural background gave me a real point of difference. In terms of our storytelling, uh, it just provides uh, a whole different landscape for us to engage with people um, with that storytelling aspect and how our stories fit into that larger ecosystem of stories all around the world. Hmm. 
It's strong, dude. Now, when you come to think of, say, New Zealand this next, I guess, 12 to 24 months, you've got, you're in the digital space, you're in the content space. How do you see the media landscape potentially shifting or morphing when it comes to the creative-led sort of um, like projects and stuff? Like, what are you seeing at a macro level around where money shifting is, what sort of bubbling away on the content? Like, where's the, like, what, what levers do you think will be pulled in the next sort of 12 to 24 months in the content game? Yeah, um, I think we're already seeing it right now. Uh, obviously, when sort of COVID hit, people started picking up their devices and watching a ton of content, right? What what that means is that it's actually led to massive holes in the market. So people have burned through um, content. They are looking for new, fresh content. So there's opportunity there. Um, for us here in Aotearoa, um, we now have a space where we've got a voice. Um, so with projects for all of the large streamers, you've got Netflix now, Disney, Neon, Apple TV, Prime, you know, Amazon Prime. You've got all of these really large players that are investing billions of dollars into content. So there is massive opportunity for us to have a voice, tell our stories, create content, and just do some good shit, bro. Mm. It's yeah, it's it's pretty exciting times, especially if you look at the. I agree with you in the content the um, the content consumption mode. One of the things I've been thinking about recently, when it comes to I guess you know you're naming all these different platforms, is the same way you look at traditional TV with how there was one, two, three, four, and then yep. you get cable, and all of a sudden you've got a hundred different channels. I feel we we run yeah. the risk in digital now where all of a sudden you need this app for this show, this app for this show. And weirdly enough, what was, I guess, channels have now the channel issue where you've got hundreds of channels under the one platform. You've now got a platform issue where you need to have the Netflix and the Hulu and the this and the that. Like, do you, how do you see yeah. the, I guess, the battle of the platforms playing out? Or do you think we're going to get to a different business model where we can pay what we consume regardless what platform? Because at the moment, it's starting to add up and people, you know, every dollar or two here when, when you add up, you know, yeah. seven different streaming services on a monthly basis you know Nick minute you're spending a lot more than you had expected how, how do you predict the, the the platform game playing out in the next you know two to three years I uh, like like you're absolutely right man you got the nail on the head um, everybody wants a piece of that action and of course there are niches right but if, if you're talking about you know the large platforms they've already got a large subscriber base as well and you know, if we're talking about, say, Netflix, I think 2019 they put out around 10 billion, 10 to 12 billion to create content. Um, Disney, they put out about 2 billion. Um, really big numbers, right? So those smaller players, um, for me, I, I'd say they're probably either going to have to amalgamate or find points of difference, you know, niche markets where they can target an audience, um, where they don't just kind of get rolled by some of these larger scale platforms, you know, um, money talks and platforms like Disney, they, they've got legacy, right? So they've got all of this programming that they've acquired over a very long period of time. With these new, um, new streaming services, they're on the hunt for new stuff. So for me, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity in niche markets, mm. but it just depends on how big those markets are. 
Well, even looking at look at the sporting rights of how it's done to play out with you know Amazon now in the states buying the NFLs for Thursdays, and there, there's this big race yeah. of of sport, and you know live sport always becomes that sort of holy grail for things. I'm just you know I think when it comes at the end of the day, you know storytelling is goes undefeating and and, and brand the story and that yeah. whole thing. It, it definitely means something. So even more so when it comes to cultural storytelling for different indigenous pockets around the spot, it's pretty um, mega and awesome to see. Uh, so if people want to uh, you know support the foundation, see what you're doing with Toro and to bits and pieces, yeah. uh, where can they go to and what can they do? Okay, you can head to um, torostudios.nz online. Go and check it out. Um, like I said, we, we just had the graduation of our first cohort of students and the reason we set that up was we could see a massive hole um, here in New Zealand around getting talent. So right now there was a, a huge amount of opportunity. Borders are still closed, um, but there's actually not, not enough people to make the work. Uh, not enough, yeah. So, if if anyone wants to reach out, you know, come through here, send a message out through uh, Total Studios, um, through the contact us, and yeah, just get in touch. Um, some great opportunities out there, bro. My man, hey, congrats on all the success from what you've done with Weta, with Toro, all the rest of it. Um, it's making a big difference in the media and uh, content space, and it's awesome to see you know such good education for that next generation of young bucks getting clued up with media, content, and how it all works. So appreciate your time on this beautiful Saturday. That was my bro, Nikura Naropo, crushing it from Toro Studios. And on the segue of that, I wanted to talk with some before we go to the quick break for a second, is um, part of the gig when you do things is people have opinions. And one of the things I've always been more than happy to have is tough conversations with people who kind of need to get told that maybe they should stop being such Muppets. So the first one of that is we've got our first Muppet of the day, a little troll trying to jump on in. And the comment says, hi, is this a South Auckland bro and bra show? Uh, no, it's actually Rebet Live. And if you did a bit of context and Googling, more than happy to have any chat. And actually to piss you off even more so, right after the break, we're going to be talking about uh, te reo and a little bit of Maori language stuff, which I've been learning because I've traveled the world and I kind of i feel kind of bad that i can actually speak more japanese at the moment than i can um my own language of te reo maori my finance from ngati pro from east coast gisborne proud maori and to you um old mate if you want to keep tuning in feel free to do so so happy i'm um, really we've got our first troll come through that's um because i was talking about culture so feel free to geogo mate or actually because you're a hater you're actually going to tune in more so we'd actually like to thank you the sponsors that are about to play in the break would like to thank you for listening and tuning in for that uh this is today fm on uh you can get it on Rover, on Spotify, whatever. 115, see after the break. Giddy up. His goal to destroy the tall poppy syndrome. His platform, Today FM. This is Rebet Live. Call 0800 Today FM. There we go. Poya, one of the Michael Jackson bangers. I love that we got a cultural troll that hit us just before the break, before we're about to go into a section <laughs> called Tereo Time. So it's so good. I hope you're still listening. I bet you are. And um, I want to talk about this for, for a, a quick second. For, for starters, that video clip, if you haven't seen it, it's got one of the best Michael Jackson breakdancers of all time. Uh, and it was the number one hit years in the day. So uh, for those who may not be aware, I'm uh, part Māori. My uh, dad was dad was Māori, mum's Pākehā. Uh, Fanas from Ngāti Pro East Coast Gisborne, and I was fortunate enough, you know, family, my, my soul sort of lives there. Um, grew up on a farm in Dargaville, and over in Fiji, and then Aranui Christchurch, and then Wanaka, Auckland, all sorts of bits, of, bits and pieces. Um, but 
when I was, you know, 11, I was over in Korea traveling, when I was in Japan traveling and living, and then I, you know, traveled the world and I got to, in my life, previous life as a professional snowboarder, I got to live in, you know, France and Canada and Japan and all sorts of places. It was great. I had a great time, good times with my friends. But over the last couple of years, I've started to feel a bit, um, not shame, shame's probably not the right word, but I've been feeling a little, um, not a little incomplete when it comes to the culture side of things because I've been thinking about, uh, for me anyway, of is it kind of bad that I can speak more Japanese than I can Māori? I think so. Uh, is that really going to keep it on? It's like, and so I've been kind of battling this for a little bit. So anyway, earlier this year, one of the, the this, at the start of the year, or just actually before the end of last year, I reached out to um, uh, Sarah Rio and um, connected with her, and she's got a, a brand of business called Culture Flow. So I've been doing these one-on-one uh, virtual little uh, te reo uh, classes, which have been uh, pretty pretty cool. And I've just I've realised that for so long the people that have thought of the liability is actually an asset and it's a journey I'm starting like I'm pretty like amateur with this thing and, I, and I'm learning around it but anyway for each week we're going to be having um we're going to be having like a, a, a Maori teacher actually be able to come on and just teach us like word of the week little phrase little something as well to keep it going on and so for this week to be kicking off with is going to be um I don't know if you know, and this is like I'm learning too. So if you want to, you know, learn along, like that's great. Uh, and what we're we're going to uh, talk is the days of the week. Now, the days of the week are, are pretty simple. It is Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Taite, Friday, Parade, Saturday, Hatare, and Sunday, Ratapu. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Taite, Parade, Hatare, Ratapu, and I've just got this printed out, but I've been like just randomly just trying to like think about when I'm dropping them. So I'm starting to th see it and think it because I, for me anyway, it's it's become pretty sort of in, important, I think, for me anyway, just to try and do it. So that's also today is Saturday. So you'll be training on Saturdays and that's Hatare. That's it. So that is your little today thing. I hope my, um, uh, my little trolling friend is still there. There you go. Today, you troll, it's called Ha Today. Uh, that is it, and that is uh, the Tadaro time for this week. If you've got any feedback or suggestions, you can text me through 3920. And actually, I've got some feedback before you throw to the Sting, which is that little zing zing thing, which I've just learned about. Um, TT, we've got two, the first track we've come in, we've got uh, Play Whiskey at Pills by Billy Idol. And that's the main one through. So I'll let you try and track that down after the next uh, tall uh, poppy profile. We can get into it. But basically, text me through 3920 Rebet Live on Today FM. Rebet Live. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody everybody's hands go up. Hands go up. Perfect. All right. All, all we do is win. Why did I pick this track? I picked this track for a simple reason. I like seeing Kiwis win. I think New Zealand wins when New Zealanders win. And what I decided to do with this section of the show is each week reach out to a New Zealand business doing great and cool stuff. TT, you can kill the music. Kill it down. We don't need to hear Luda. What we need to hear from is Tanya Beckwith. How are you, Tanya? Kia ora. Kia ora, Robert. How are you today on this fine Saturday? Where are you? What are you doing? And how is your day bubbling away? Oh, wow, I'm in Christchurch and I've just spent uh, the morning actually up on the Port Hills for a big walk around the hills with um, my dog, actually. So it's been there great. You go. It's beautiful yesterday. So, yeah, so 
great way to spend a Saturday. I love it. When you stand up there, you look out to the east side of town, you see a little suburb right next to the um, the shit ponds, and that is called Aranui, and that is my old home. So I appreciate you get to oh. you get to see the old the old the old family old Fano rolling around there. So it's good that you're rolling <laughs> from from Christchurch. Um, Tanya, I wanted to open up and sort of profile part of this thing that I'm really sort of passionate about is showcasing Kiwis doing good things. You are a Kiwi. You are doing good things. You're from an, a, a business called Adopt a Student Charitable Trust. Tell me about the trust, and I'm really interested with what you do that's helping more Kiwis because I think it's a pretty awesome thing. So I wanted to, to, to plug you on here, so so go for it. What is, who are and what do you do? Cool. What is Adopt a Student? Well, we are a um, organisation that supports the well-being of tertiary students in New Zealand, and it's really about positively impacting their um, mental and physical and emotional well-being, uh, and we do that by connecting students, particularly students who are living away from home, with uh, families in the local community where they've chosen to study. So they get to do physical family stuff, and um, we also do a bit of uh, sort of professional mentorship, that sort of thing as well. But it's mostly around um, good, good old Kiwi. Family values and fun family activities, right? Yeah. How did it? Still in that home. Yeah. How how did it start? What was the genesis of this, and and how has it rolled so far? Like, tell me through the journey of of day one to here. What's the why? Uh, okay. So um, the, the why is actually a bit from tragedy, actually. So um, I lost my daughter to suicide uh, almost four years ago. She was a first-year student at Victoria University in Wellington and she was living away from home. And she um, is a statistic, I guess, of our mental health crisis in New Zealand and particularly amongst our young people. And uh, through the journey of, of that grief journey, I guess, we... Um, came to, I guess, a bit of a um, conclusion of how many of our young students actually are in a very vulnerable situation from being away from home and having all those extra pressures of tertiary life and missing missing home and then they've got the financial staff and everything else. So that's kind of where it started. I put a, um, a post out on social media uh, about... Um, so it was actually July in last year and said, hey, I think we need to stand up and make a change ourselves. I think we don't, if we're going to wait on the government to make a change, we'll still be sitting here in 10 years' time. So, um, But we needed to get our village back together and support each other as a community uh, through some of this isolation and anxiety that not just our students are feeling, but actually a lot of people in our community. Um, so this is just a win-win, not just for students, but for everyone, really, because everyone gets to connect and um, actually get a bit of energy from other people and um, doing stuff with other people in their lives. That's pretty much what it's about, and that's how it started. Um, yeah, it's a so. s- sad way to start it, but it's uh, it's good that you went on, I guess you went on the offense instead of being you know reactionary on defense, waiting to see who would do something for you with not necessarily like a handout mentality, but like a waiting mentality to see if someone else can fix it. I mean, props and kudos to you, Tanya, for stepping up and going, you know what, we can do something, we will do something and go. And one of the things that, you know, kudos to you for it as well is the fact of when you have the 
it's very easy to sit back and blame people. You know, it's like stuff these guys do that. Yeah. It's very hard to you know put the bootstraps up and actually go to create something which you feel can add value to the to the world. So props on you for being able to being able to do that. And so when you think now about the with what you've built, like how do you see the this journey going? Like how do you expand? What how can you help more crew? What can you like? What's your sort of pathway mentally with where you think you can take the adopt a student charitable trust in the next in the next little while? Yeah, so, um, I mean, look, we have spent the last six months, I guess, putting, you know, the organisation together from scratch, which has been a huge job, um, particularly when you're dealing with such a vulnerable segment of society. You, there's lots of safety things and induction, and you know, that's the stuff that we had to put in place. We've done all of that, and we've um, created a huge connection with, um, we've got Fano all over the country sitting on the edge of their seats waiting to adopt students, and we've got a huge volunteer network there. Uh, have been helping uh, put the organisation together and to reach out to other parts of the country. But if anyone wants to help us now, it's about giving the message to the students and saying, hey, we're here and we are here to support you and do what, um, whatever it is that you need that is going to help make your journey through your tertiary years easier. So that's one thing that we are really trying to push at the moment and I'm working with different organisations, uh, tertiary organisations, actually um, student-led mental health organisations within uh, Canterbury University um, and reaching out to some of the universities across the country just to try and get that message to students and let them know that we're here. So this year uh, we are working on a, doing a pilot in Christchurch, although we have got students um across the country as well that have reached out separately that we've connected with local families. And next year, we're going to take the program across Atua, uh, which is really exciting. So just looking awesome. at putting little teams of um, volunteers on the ground across different cities in the country to get that infrastructure together and to um, get the message out there to, to students everywhere. Yeah, and you know, um, that's that when I say student, that's you know, trades, that's um, not necessarily university students, that's anyone who's actually away from home and wants to connect and be involved in uh, in a local family and um, get to do some cool family stuff and just have another layer of support there for them if they need it. That's awesome. Good on you, Tanya. If people want to um, check out your website, where can they go to? What can they do if you want to back in and support uh, what you're up to, having more support for these young bucks? Where can they go? Yeah, uh, so we, we've got a website, which is um, nz. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So, um, or Google, adopt the student, Google my name, Tanya Beckwith. It will be easy to find me. So, um, look us an email. That's awesome. Uh, there you go. Uh, Rain was just texting in. I'm a university student and would love to assist with bringing it to my uni. Is there any way we can help with this? 100%. There you go, yeah. Rain. It's uh, right, right there for you. You've got it. Yeah. I really, really, really appreciate your time, uh, Tanya. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, well done on all cool. you've created so far and the best luck for the journey in the future. That was uh, yeah, Tanya so Beckwith. No worries. With um, Adopt a Student Charitable Trust, making a um, positive impact on the well-being of tertiary students in New Zealand. Um, Good on her.
props. Uh, time now is 1.29 in Auckland, 5.29 in San Francisco. Uh, today, FM on Rover, um, Rebet Live. And coming up next, I uh, want your questions. Call through. See you after the break. Counselor. Nah, just a clever guy doing cool shit. It's Rebet Live. On Today FM. Can't do a show, Ben, from, I don't know, Christchurch, without finding some scribe. Hope today is going good. 131 in Auckland, 532 in, or 132 in Auckland, 532 in San Francisco. And if you're in Sydney, it's 1132. Uh, so I am not an influencer. And what I do is I pay full retail for everything and I test things. And so I do these little bits reviews. And I've reviewed, I don't know if you're into technology. If, if you are not into technology, feel free to skip forward. You actually can't because it's live radio, but you know, jog on with me, you'll be fine. Uh, what I recently had a question in my head was what is better? The Apple AirPods Pro or the new Bose QC Noise Buds? And both of them are very technically great. But for me, music is massive and I always am listening to music pretty much the entire time. I've always got an earbud in my in my ear. I'm always constantly doing it. And so I'll, I'll kind of cut to the chase with on super simple. So if you um, uh, uh, want to know what the answer is, the answer is not Apple. The answer is Bose. The Bose QC noise buds are better than the Apple AirPods Pro. I'm not an influencer. This is not paid for. No one can pay me to say anything if a product sucks because I paid full retail because I don't need their money. What I want you to know is that the quality literally of the Bose QCs is better than Apple. And it hurts my heart to say because for, for so many years I've been an Apple fanboy. For so many years I've bought every single basically Apple product that exists of all time. But the Bose are better. Sorry, the Bose are better. So if you're looking for Apple AirPods, I've got the AirPods Pro and I've got the, got the Bose. Buy the Bose. That's my review. Unsponsored, not paid, non-influencer, paid full retail. That is what you should buy. Not Apple, buy the Bose. Uh, time to bring in uh, the, my boss. Oh, hey, TT. How you doing, mate? Good, Robert. I wouldn't say I'm your boss. I think this, yeah. is, this is a collaboration. Well, technically, when you just jump in and say, hey, Robert, you got to piss off. Hey, Robert, do this, do this. That's It's quite like, you're the boss. It's fine. I'll be small spoon. It's cool. All right. Boss behind the scenes. Um, episode, we're, this is episode three hundred two for for me, but this is episode one for us. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel the first day? Obviously, this has been a you know you've got lots on your plate. There's lots going on. There's lots of you know there's lots of stuff happening in in this world. How 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 are you doing? How are we doing? And uh, for episode one in uh, today FM. Well, look, we're still on air, and that was that was my <laughs> expectation. But that was my standard for today. Was if we could get to uh, two o'clock New Zealand time and not have taken the station off air, that's a success. It looks like we're, we're going to do that, knock on wood. We're not quite there yet. But no, it's, it's been really, really, really cool um, to have both you and Dom on this morning. I'm looking after Dom's show as well. And for some radio noobs, you know, especially, yep. we've, we've, we've smashed it, mate. Some great guests, you know, great analysis. It's been really, really good. And if um, we've also been testing out a bunch uh, online too, because we're doing a live video stream going across, you know, LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and we're doing some lots of technical stuff um, in there, which is cool too. So from a technical perspective, uh, well done to all all the team that's that's helped do it with Brad and Jim and Chris and Dal and and everyone in the mix as well. Um, what I was actually about to, to ask into here is, you know, it's awesome when people feel like in you know, have a voice and be able to ring up. So what we're actually going to do for, for a second, I'll bring you back in a sec too, um, is I want to have my first caller. I've never had a caller before because I've, I've never been a, on radio before. I've never, I've never done anything. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a radio virgin team and I'd like a friend to ring up and say, oh, 800 Today FM, 
and say what's up, where you're at, what's bubbling away, how's your day going, and say something awesome and a quick bit of advice. 0800 Today FM, first one through, as long as you're not saying that me and TT suck, you're going to come on here with us. 0800 Today FM. I don't know what the numbers mean for that because I don't have my phone in front of me, but if you've got a 0800 Today FM on your on your dialer you can ring through and um and you can you can join and thing and you can potentially ask us ask me anything you can have a quick little ask read anything you'd like 0800 today fm or be able to text through as well had a, a good show so far um it's 136 auckland time 536 san fran time uh after the break we've got going to be having a quick little business in a minute and then uh, linking up with uncle bruce now you may wonder who uncle bruce is well mate i could tell you uncle bruce is like um, let me. How do I describe Uncle Bruce? Uncle Bruce is going to be your best friend. When you listen to the show every Saturday from twelve to two, you're going to be tuning. Yeah, that's why we actually put him at. The, at the, we're saving the best to last. Um, Bruce is a friend of mine, good friend. He's a CEO, but he's also been married for thirty years. Thirty years, it's unreal. 30 years. So he's got lots of life advice. He's like a bit of a Mr. Miyagi for me. He's um, deceptively deep on the emotional side, understands the spiritual world, but also as a financial beast and a solid leader and a great Kiwi and a good, good human. So he's going to be popping up um, after the break. Uh, if you want to be able to jump in and have, uh, if you want to break my radio virginity of my first caller, please call through <laughs> um, and they'll be all good. Uh, after the break, we're going to begin into business in a minute. Uncle Bruce. Uh, this is Rebecca live. This is Today FM. Giddy up, game on. See you on the other side. Rock and roll, we're bed live today, fam. We are back in the mix. Team, we've got our first caller. I've got my first friend. It's Paul. Paul, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, oh, you're on. I, I, I like Go for it. Because it uh, seems to have a bit of intelligence behind it. And oh. I, I really like listening to the rock music on the rock, but uh, I just often want a little bit more depth and conversation. Let's go, Paul. You you don't yeah. sound like you're twenty. T- give me give me your demographics I, so the team know what's popping here. Like what like where are you coming from? What's your what's your deal? What's your angle? I've got a very young attitude because I I run club physical, so I have lots and lots of young members. But but I'm sixty eight. Let's go. Hey, well, I appreciate that a 68-year-old was tuning into a 36-year-old to see what um, I potentially have to say and some of my friends and my crew and, 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 and all of it. So it's, it's, it's very cool. And, and, and so you're liking the vibe change. You're down, you're down with it, Paul. You're down. Yeah, I just uh, I like hearing uh, – I've heard a few interviews that you've done already while I've been driving my car, and it just gets your brain ticking over and you, you learn about different things, which is – I really like listening to uh, rock music, but you're not really learning much. So no, it's you, a good change. Yeah. Good on you, man. That's all, that's great feedback. I really appreciate it, especially from a different demographic. Like you know, I, I have lots of friends that are your age as well, because I think there's a lot you can learn from your elders. But I, I appreciate um, your insights. And hey, great first call, Paul. Thanks so much for um, for jumping on. We've got another text come through. Fantastic, fantastic show, bit. Can't believe it's your first time. You are a pro. I'll be listening weekly for sure. Cheers, Liz. Yeah, loving the show a bit. Listen, and Coromandel on Rover. Oh, and the Mandel. Let's go. Man, hey, great feedback team. We've got, we're, we're down with 68-year-olds. Look, if I can teach a 68 about what Shook One's instrumental part two is about, then, like, my life is complete. So I really appreciate that. Uh, we're going, now it's time for business in a minute. I don't want no minute, man. 
There you go, Paul. Don't need to worry about any of that rock stuff. We're, we're rolling with um, with a bit of a different taste with some Missy. Uh, business in a minute. Super simple for your business. Become a problem problem solver. You need to understand, tell people and let them know how you are the solution for their problem not and make it about them, not you. You'll be surprised at how many times people position their stuff to make it about them. It's not about them. It's about you. When you're, when you're like, when you're the customer, if you're saying that, it's about the customer, not about you. I'll tell you a quick little story. I once went to a, a business sort of uh, incubator little thing, and all these employees tried to figure out problems that would make their lives better, but not a single person asked the customer. Position every type of marketing or brand or anything in their eyes. They have the problem, not you. It's not about you. Stuff you. It's about the customer. Need to think about how does your product service fix their problem and make their life better. Position it for them, not for you. That's it. There you go. Get up after the break. We have Uncle Bruce. We got Uncle Bruce coming up next. I'm super excited. Uh, time now is 1:43. Uh, Kiwi time, 5:43 San Francisco, 7:11:43 if you're in Sydney, and uh, we'll be seeing you on the other side. Rebet live, live from Silicon Valley, the hub of the tech universe, with tips on unleashing your entrepreneurial potential on Today FM. Five hundred miles. There we go. Rebet live today. FM. Why do we start with that? It's because when you've walked five hundred miles in a relationship, whatever, it means you've gone for a long time. And someone else who's gone for an absolutely long time, who's a flipping champion, when you start with, is uh, Bruce Pilber. Married for thirty years. Good friend and CEO weapon at uh, the Spirit of Adventure. How are you, my brother? Hey, Rebet. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Well, firstly, I'd like to apologise. I've made my first stuff up ever. I uh, was supposed to bring in the last one, and then I just jumped the gun, and we went to an ad break. TT was like, ah, Rebet, you stuffed it. I was like, all right, well, that's one strike, Rebet. So I appreciate your um, listening through two ad breaks now. Bruce, I'm sorry, my friend. No worries, mate. No worries. And look, let's just get it right. It's 33 years this year, so I like count the numbers. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's amazing, Amanda. Yeah. So, yeah, it all works. It's great. Love it. There you go. Um, I'm super excited for you, Uncle. I don't know if you'd like the, the term that we've called Uncle Bruce, but I always figure I can learn always a lot every time I, I talk to you from my friends. So those that aren't yeah. unaware of like who you are and what you're about, give a quick little one-minute spiel on, we obviously CEO of the Spirit of Adventure, come from a bunch of stuff, but tell us a little bit about, more about you and then we'll jump into it. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Bruce. I mean, yeah, I'm not so sure, <laughs> mate. It kind of sounds like a guy at terms of a Christmas and oh, I want to talk to. Um, but yes, you're right. I'm the uh, Spirit of Adventure. Um, I've been doing that for about 18 months now, and um, it's been it's been awesome. I, I've sort of spent time, as you know, mate, in, in and out of corporate. Um, but my heart always comes back to sort of a mission that involves changing people's lives, and I have a real passion for youth in New Zealand. Um, I feel like they're doing it hard. They have been doing it hard for a while. So anywhere where I can be a positive influence in that space, um, just to shift the dial uh, for young people in New Zealand, then, then that's that's sort of my my uh, my desire to get involved. So um, transformation is probably my, my background marketing, um, going into businesses and transforming them. So um, and you know to keep up with the youth culture in New Zealand, you've got to pivot all the time, right? You've got to keep changing. And so to me, it feels like a perfect fit involves the ocean involves the environment involves youth transformation and involves the ability to change and move uh, with culture so uh, i'm in my happy place to be fair yeah it's awesome and you've obviously had a you know a pretty epic corporate career but transition to something with you know a whole bunch of death depth that goes straight to the um straight to the heart it's pretty cool so for those that aren't aware of what spirit of adventure does um do you want to give a quick thing on that too which is um, amazing yeah, sure. uh, so, yeah, so go there and then we'll get into it yeah 
the mahi there, yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing actually. It's, it's been around 50 years next year, um, so it's almost as old as me. And uh, it's we've had 82,000 young people come through, and basically, in, in essence, what happens: young young person rocks up. Uh, there were 40 others that don't know each other. Uh, they lose their social media devices, etc. So, and they walk onto a ship, a tall ship, uh, which is a big sailing craft. Um, and what's really cool, mate, is you can sit on the wharf and watch people people rock up in a you know in a, in a um, you know a Range Rover, and someone will, would have caught three trains there and have one pack and save bag with a, with a jumper in it. So what happens is they walk on the ship and they get to become a community that has to build themselves and things like socioeconomic standing, uh, culture, you know, your diversity, all those things become a level playing field and enables a young person basically to reinvent themselves. So yes, we do sail, but that's really a byproduct. Really what it's about is coming together as a community, learning leadership, learning how to get on, uh, going through adversity together, going through tough times together, pushing, pushing your boundaries. And over 10 days, um, it's, it absolutely transforms the life of a young person. It's, it's, I can't, it's hard to describe. You've got to kind of see it. Uh, we find on our ship, day six, it gets a bit feral. You've got 40 young people. You know, you're at sea. It can get a bit feral. And uh, everyone starts to get a bit sort of wild. And then day seven, something clicks. And there's this beautiful vulnerability that happens. And by day nine, we pass the ship over. They sail it. They run it. Um, they vote their peers to be, to be in charge. And um, and then they come off, and then they're friends for life. And you you walk down Queen Street, walk anywhere in New Zealand, and say Spirit of Adventure, someone would know someone or have done it themselves, and they would all almost always say it changed their life. Yeah, it's so it's awesome, man. It's really cool. And I think you know if you um you know if you come from a a different sort of environment, you know when you have one place where it becomes equal, all the egos out the door, all the the dramas, everything else, there's escapism piece too, right? Doesn't matter if you're from, you know, the the nice fancy Ponsonby spots or the Rimueros all the way to South Auckland's or down the I don't know Christchurch's or the Gores or wherever it is, it kind of that equal playing field of just having like human connection is such um Mm -hmm. such a mega spot. It's great, great like setup so that you know smash it with the corporate doing a whole bunch of stuff now helping these use of the next spot and you know each week we're going to be kind of I guess talking about something that's I guess on top of mind for yourself with what you're thinking about what's bubbling away and one of the things i guess yeah, to cool. kick off with is you've been sort of talking about with you know been chatting with different ceos and business leaders um, over this last little bit and you've kind of got some i guess you've got some unique insights to where their headspace is at with i guess business leadership within new zealand right now and are interested for your yeah. take on i guess what is what is um mr pilbrow learned this week <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, obviously, look, I, I don't know if you've banned the C word from your show or not, Robert, in regards to COVID, but um, uh, we're sort of going through this period at the moment, and I've just been having sort of a beer or coffee with a couple of CEOs. And the most common thing we kind of feel is two things. Number one, we've lost momentum. And it's a horrible feeling to feel like you've lost momentum. Like up to August last year, personally, I felt like I was really cranking and doing some amazing stuff. And then, of course, the last seven months has been, you know, interesting space in New Zealand. And I'm dealing with, personally, I'm dealing with the sense of, I've lost momentum, how do I get it back? And I guess I think about all businesses and all leaders that are probably feeling that way a little bit. Uh, and then the second thing that comes off that, and this has been interesting in a couple of conversations I've had, is that A, I've lost momentum, but B, then I kind of go into a blame culture and I almost start blaming myself for it. And start saying, oh, I've lost momentum. You know, what have I done? I could have done something better. You know, going through all that sort of negative stuff that goes through your head, and and all that stops you from gaining momentum again. And I don't know. I just I feel with a couple of CEOs I've chatted to the last couple of weeks, it's kind of like 
we've actually got to somehow say to ourselves, like, this is not our fault. This is something that's completely out of our control. We have no control, zero control. Uh, yes, we can pivot. Yes, we can do things through the time. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And it's now about drawing a line in the sand and say, saying, well, that was then. What are we going to do now to move forward? Uh, what are we going to do as a business or a small business or as a leader to kind of make some steps to move forward and gain that momentum again? And it's sort of been the thing that's been on my mind over the last sort of month, I guess. Yeah, well, it's been tricky, as you know. Yeah, same with you, right? No, no, no 100%. Interesting insight I'm thinking on that, Bruce, is when, you, when you're talking to these leaders at the top, you know, when they're running these organizations, whether it be like 10, 100, 1,000 different people, the buck stop was with yeah. them. Something goes wrong, their fault. Something happens, their fault. Everything, yep. like anything yep. doesn't go right, their fault. I think naturally yep. the instinct of, of leaders in this sort of way is to take that brunt of the weight because at the end of the day within the organization, it is theirs. It's almost like to your point though, when they still start to feel like either a bit down on themselves, whatever, as if it was their fault, realizing that it's elevating the conversation to like, this is this is beyond the business, this is beyond community, this is beyond, this is like a Correct. global thing which which has impacted everyone in a different way. So not that you, you sort of ban the C word from it, but I think is the insight that you're thinking of is helping these leaders create a mental detachment between the potential resentment they have against themselves from within the business to actually like yeah. letting go of that to realize that these other things they can't control and as much power as they have as a CEO they actually can't do shit do you know what I mean yeah yeah I think I think you're right I think uh, one of the biggest things biggest things I've been to the three last sort of three to five years is that um, we we believe as CEOs and I've had this and I've done this mate I've done this a lot of times that I've got to look like I've got it together. I've got to look like I'm 100%. I've got to look like that this doesn't bother me. And and there's an element of truth there, right? You're right. The buck does stop with you. you. You know, you have an accountability to a board. But there's also a place for vulnerability. There's also a place where you kind of go, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm actually not feeling very motivated. And I did that with my team, actually. I sat down. We did a strategy session. I said, the reason why we're doing the strategy session is because I just feel flat. And I just feel like I've lost my, my mojo a little bit. And I'm just trying to see the wood between the trees and trying to get a pathway out. And I actually want you guys to help me with this, and I want us to do it together as a team. And it created this really cool moment. It was almost like a collective sigh in the room to kind of go, oh, okay, so you're feeling like that too. Great, well, if you're feeling like that, that gives me permission to feel like that. And it's a great place to start when you want to rebuild something, rather than actually trying to avoid the truth and sort of run around, run around in circles, sort of avoiding each other. Um, and vulnerability is a really powerful thing. You know, um, Brene Brown, who's I'm a huge fan of, says, you know, vulnerability is not about crying in the corner. Vulnerability is about are you willing to sit in the pain? Are you willing, willing to sit in the discomfort and then work your way through it? And I guess that's what I'm challenging myself on, mate, and that's what I'm trying to challenge mm. others on is going, it is uncomfortable, it is painful, so let's sit in it, but let's work our way through it. So, yeah, come challenges, eh? It's it's a good one there when the if the answer to that is actually for the leadership to come down to the people and 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 work together on it to build back up. There's probably an insight there yeah. where even though the buck stops with you because you're all on it together, like creating that flat structure the same way you've got on your spirit of adventure boats where everyone comes in, it's all flat. It's probably the same thing, Raul, and, and that those leaders showing those vulnerability to their staff probably humanizes them a lot more. So it's not just the ivory tower staff looking down. And I think that's a pretty interesting dynamic, which probably goes to the to separate the good leaders of do they have enough, you know, self-awareness and humility to be able to have those conversations in a, in a room full of power, right? But um, it's, pre it's yeah. pretty mega. So, you know, before we bail off, and I'm keen, like if there was one like little sort of, tidbit of something that you're thinking about for the next seven days what's in your head right now 
one little sort of tip. Yeah, I, I actually think um, go and find someone to have a cup of coffee with, right? Go and find someone. Think about, you know, take some time now. Think about who are the two or three people I could talk to this week that have an attitude of moving forward and, and can give me some, I guess, encouragement. Because often relationships can be two things. There's relationships where people take things off you and there's relationships where people give to you. And I'd say if you're feeling this way, go and, go and hunt those relationships that give to you and go and have a chat. Be open and be vulnerable. And um, I think you'll get rewarded for it. And, and I certainly have over the last couple of weeks sort of taken the attitude on board. Good on you, man. Hey, last question. Someone just texts through. Hey, bro, can you ask him how old you can be to be on the spirit of adventure? I'm 41. Cheers, Todd. <laughs> so, yeah, so 16 to 18. But uh, we do do an adult voyage. Um, so that's coming. I can't remember exactly when it is. If you go on our website, um, spiritofadventure.org.nz, um, rock in there and have a look. And you better find a voyage for an adult and it'll change your life. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. My man. Hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, episode one with you. We'll come up with a better name than Uncle Bruce for next week. We can we can text through on some stuff. Appreciate it. Good insights and learning, my friend. Absolutely mega. Right. Keep well. There we have it. Captain Bruce, absolute champ. Uh, before we kick into the next hour, it's now 1.58 in Auckland time, 5.58 San Fran time. Uh, coming up after this, we're going to be going to Mark Peer to talk about sports. I'm super hyped. Hopefully he's going to be jumping in the mix today. You there, Mark? I am indeed. How are you, my Brother. man? My man, it's been so long. Let's go. Yes, How cool is it? it. We, we, I go from like randomly like this <laughs> into sport. So like, you know, you got to, we've had a great show. It's been awesome. But, you know, I'm just wanting to jump into, you know, will Duke make it through with March Madness with Coke? Is, is, is Las Vegas Raiders going to go with, now we've got Devontae Adams coming over from Green Bay. <laughs> Should Sonny Bill fight Joseph Parker? What are we going to do, Mark? I'm excited for the show. Tell me what's coming up. Yeah, no, we kick it off with our first interview is going to be Cameron George. We're bringing it back. Uh, you know, Warriors fans got a little excited. They've got their first win on the board uh, after last night's victory over the Tigers. But, mate, we've got so much packed into the show can i just say it was an absolute honor to be following you up running the cutter for you mate uh top show tell cam i said what up he's an absolute good bastard hope you enjoy it this has been sweet tt do we finish out of here now are we done is this it thanks so much for listening and watching everybody this has been great rebet live episode 302 but number one on today fm hope you've enjoyed it. this is my first time ever i'll see you next week deuces <laughs>